91 years old, and I think I have been walking a regular walk for at least 40 years. I still walk one to two miles every day, either outside or on my treadmill. And I recommend walking for everybody for its physical and emotional benefits. Uh, it's the best. Welcome to On Our Feet, Healing Walks and Talks for Racial Justice. This is a ministry of Trinity United Methodist Church, a joyful community of faith in Germantown, Maryland. The purpose of this podcast is to create space, space for us to share stories and ideas around racial equity, space for us to brainstorm ways to walk for peace and act for justice, and space for us to heal. From the beginning of the centuries-old movement for racial justice and equity, we've been walking. From the Montgomery bus boycott to the Black Lives Matter marches, we've been walking the road to a better world. This podcast is intended to merge that walking with the walking we do with Jesus. The mind-clearing walking. The I-just-need-to-think walking. Walking can help us process difficult subjects, and walking can help us heal from our past and current trauma. Jesus modeled this kind of walking on the road to Emmaus. We don't know all the questions he asked that day while his walking partners thought he was dead, but we do know that while he walked with them, he might have helped them process their grief, and he might have helped them to see the way forward. Every week in this podcast, we will guide you into a prayer walk, then offer a conversation pertaining to racial justice and equity. At the end of each episode, we'll offer a few reflection questions. Engage them in whatever way makes sense for you, thinking, writing, or discussing with another. The last week of each month, our podcast is dedicated to your stories, reflections, and questions. We want to hear from you. We invite you to listen and pray while you walk, whether it's through the woods, around the kitchen, or tracing a prayer labyrinth with your finger. Welcome to this space. Come walk with us. The journey is long.
Listen to this reading from Luke 24, the story of two disciples walking the Emos Road a few days after Jesus' death. Now on that same day, two of the disciples were going to a village called Emos, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. As they came near the village to which they were going, Jesus walked ahead as if he were going on, but the disciples urged him strongly, saying, stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? Dear God who stays with us, guide us during these uncertain times. Grant us the ability to recognize our own faults and help us be willing to self-reflect and grow. Open our hearts and minds to allow us to accept others and forgive us for our previous ignorance or indifference. Continue to walk with us as you open our hearts and mind to your message. Amen. Hi, my name is Isatu, and I'm your host. I'm a senior at Northwest High School, and I am also a social justice intern here at Trinity. We're excited to be launching this podcast, and our theme for the month of September is walking. Walking is a form of worship that can bring you closer to God and help open our hearts and minds to the Word of God. On today's episode, Pastor Bonnie will be talking to Sammy Ascanio, a member of Trinity. Sammy walked the Appalachian Trail for five weeks without backpacking or camping experience. On this episode, Sammy will explain how her journey brought her closer to God and how we can learn to self-reflect. Okay, so I'm here with uh, Sammy Ascanio. Tell us a little about yourself, Sammy. Um, Like she said, my name is Sammy, and um, I grew up in Germantown, um, Gaithersburg, and have gone to Trinity my whole life, was baptized and confirmed at Trinity. Currently, I am working in the D.C. metro area as a therapist for adolescents who struggle with some pretty stuff, tough stuff like substance abuse and, um, and suicidal ideation. I had this crazy idea to walk the Appalachian Trail and called up a friend with similar adventurous tendencies and we made a plan to walk the trail for five weeks. So no backpacking experience, no camping experience to five weeks in the wilderness was quite the walk. And what was that experience like for you on a kind of daily basis? So it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of the same thing every day. So um, you, we would camp overnight and then wake up early in the morning and start packing our things and putting everything that we essentially owned at the time on our back, getting up and walking. Really the only task of the day was to get from one, a start place to an end place and just kind of, um, cope with anything that came up in between as it came, not without really a lot of um, ideas of what it would be that day, if it would be mountains, if it would be hills, if it would be flat, if there would be 
bears, um, if there would be water. We, we didn't do a lot of the planning phase that maybe could have helped with some of that. A day-to-day -day basis, we would walk anywhere from nine miles to I think our longest day was like 18 miles, but that was because we got lost. <laughs> um, that day was only supposed to be 13 miles. Is there a story that you can tell from your time on the trail that uh, makes you smile every time you think of it? Uh, many. When I think back to my time on the trail, it was more like the overall experience that kind of happened day by day that I smile because I think what, so for example, one day um, we were able to look ahead and see that we had there were three mountains between where we were starting and where we wanted to finish. So not three hills, not one big mountain. It was, we had to climb up and down three mountains to get to where we needed to go. And I just remember at the beginning of that day, um, having the thought, there's no way that I can do this. Like there's no way I can carry this heavy backpack and go up and down three mountains and have like the strength to do that. I think on the trail, I've never felt closer in my relationship with God. And I, I just remember having this thought, like, God is not asking me to walk three mountains right now. He's asking me to take the first step. He's asking me to take the next two steps. He's asking me to get to the first water source. And just this, um, this process of like, there was a huge adventure ahead, a huge like thing that needed to be accomplished ahead. And if I looked at it as a whole, it was so scary and so daunting. And I many, many, many times had the thought, I cannot do this. Um, but, but every time I asked myself that question, can you do the next step? The answer was always yes. And so to get to the end of a day like that and look down on the map and see how far we had come, a journey that I never thought possible. It was, it was magical. It was amazing every single time. Wow. Your story of the three mountains reminds me of something that I've heard uh, a monk say about how in the scripture from verse Corinthians, it talks about faith, hope, and love. And he described each of those as a mountain. And there are some people who have climbed the mountain of faith, but not yet of hope. And some who have climbed the mountains of faith and hope, but not yet of love. Um, and yet <laughs> climbing those mountains is, is a journey and we don't necessarily tackle all three of them at once. It's kind of like the journey of, of a lifetime. Yeah, and I think like similar to that, if you're thinking of a, a journey including faith, hope, and love. So it made me think of this one day where it was early on. So like I said, I had no backpack experience. I was not in the type of shape physically where this journey would have probably been recommended as a good idea. And in the first couple of days, I just had this sense of overwhelming like hopelessness. And um, in the the person I was walking with was in much better shape and had done backpacking like as part of her career. Um, 
she didn't have that hopelessness. And so I remember on that day, like even trying to screenshot my coordinates on a map to send to my dad with this like thought that he might send a helicopter to come get me and just like no thought that I could actually do it. And it was on that day and like uh, my friend being there, like providing that love saying like, you know, if you can't do this, I understand, even though she was so excited about it. Um, and that faith that like, I actually think you can do more than you think you can do. And that hope that like, this will be a transformative experience. And so needing to kind of borrow that from her over the course of like the walk that day. And it was actually that day that is my greatest memory of all from the trail. We found this like off the trail, um, not even a campsite, but it was on the edge of a lake and we called it like the oasis. And it was the most amazing sunset and just uh, experience that I'll hold on to my to for my whole life. And the idea that like faith, hope and love were, were big components of that and that I didn't start with those. Sometimes it was borrowing from someone else yeah, you seem to be speaking of this idea that for us to really travel anywhere meaningful, we need to travel together. The, so if we thought of our, our packs as like burdens we were carrying, because they're heavy, um, you don't even carry the whole pack yourself. Like you divide it between people. So the tent, maybe I take it one day, maybe she takes it one day. The food, we divide it up. Um, and that like even the so our burdens being everything we needed to get from point A to point B um, on our feet we had to carry on our backs but we didn't even carry it alone. That seems like such an apt metaphor for this season that we're in as a church as we're striving to find um, racial healing and work for racial justice by listening to each other's stories and by kind of honoring just the sort of wealth of experience and knowledge that we have within our congregation. Last year, I got to spend some time in Jerusalem and um, I was with a group of pilgrims and we got up at like five in the morning to go into the old city of Jerusalem and walk the Via Dolorosa, the, the sort of stations of the cross. And between us, we were carrying like a large wooden cross and we kind of carrying it as we walked the route and I remember this sense of like I should be praying more I should be talking to God more I should be in some kind of different state but about halfway through the walk I realized that my walking was prayer and it was really nice to give my body part of the job of praying that we so often think is like just a kind of head trip or like a heart trip even. It's nice when our bodies kind of get to share in that work of prayer. Yeah, I think like um, similar for me, having grown up in a church, changing my idea of like what prayer actually is. One thing that really did change on the walk was, I don't know when and how I came to this thought that um, I had to play an, a very active role in praying like I needed to say the things or do certain things, but that I don't want to say prayer was more effective, but it was more 
meaningful and like not so much about me when I was walking and just like the practice of prayer was openness and willingness and humility. So you work with adolescents uh, in crisis or recovering from trauma. Is there mm -hmm. anything you learned from your time walking that you feel like informs your work with teenagers? So every time I did a really hard day, it would increase my belief in myself and my belief that what I needed would be provided and my um, assurance that like support would come when it was needed and companionship would be there when needed and I didn't have to do this alone. Um, that The walk gave me a lot of faith in that practice so that when um, I meet with a kid for the first couple of times and it's just so bleak and so hopeless and so much to tackle, I can go back on those practices and, and, and literally use the metaphor of uh, you climb a mountain one step at a time. My, I guess my last kind of question for you is, uh, is about the theme of healing. What is your hope for the healing of our world today? I think, I guess that's my hope that people remain curious or become curious and stay teachable and are willing to hear someone's thoughts that aren't their own or aren't from people who are exactly like them and use all of that to affect change, suspend their, suspend very sometimes polarized uh, views on a situation and take a step back and ask themselves what's being left out. Um, and sometimes that means asking yourself hard questions of like, is something that I'm enjoying and comforted by in my life not available to people because of their skin color or their um, income level or their um, resources? And is there a way that we can change that? So yeah, I guess humility, teachability, curiosity, and a willingness to, to fight for anyone, no matter how different they are from you. Thank you so much for speaking to us today, for sharing your stories and your insight. And um, we pray that you keep walking. So again, we come back to the central theme of walking, walking through nature, walking with Christ. In the scripture, we see the two disciples walking the Mars Road. They were walking alongside Jesus without even knowing he was there all along. When they open their eyes, they see Christ and they recognize him. This is similar to Sammy. When she walks through nature, she finds herself coming closer to Christ and closer to herself, and in turn, opening her eyes to the truth she did not see. God was walking alongside her all along. And so this is a simple idea, walking. It's more than just an exercise. It's more than just a way to get closer to nature. And it's more than just a way to find something better to do in quarantine. It's a form of worship. So next time you walk, be reminded that each step brings you closer to the Lord and closer to the truth. Remember that every breath is a reminder of the breath that was given for you. What connections did you make with today's interview? Do you have any stories of walking as a way of healing? Reflect on these questions with God or email onourfeetwalks at gmail.com if you would like to share.
Hear now these words of blessing for your walk from St. Patrick of Ireland. Christ be with me, Christ within me, Christ behind me, Christ before me, Christ beside me, Christ to win me, Christ to comfort me and restore me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ in quiet, Christ in danger, Christ in hearts of all that love me, Christ in mouth of friend and stranger. Amen.